Hi there, this is Melody Thuston Cowan, and you are listening to A Word from the Tabernacle. This past Sunday, Bishop Thuston emphasized covenant wealth. What is your highest priority? I mean, everything can't be a priority. And part of what will help us in our walk with God is to really get clarity on what is important. Reading our word is important. Setting aside prayer time is important. Our covenant with God is important. I pray that this word inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective into God's moving in your life. Thanks for joining. Now let's go in and listen to the word. No sorrow with it, and he will withhold no good thing from those that walk uprightly. Uh, before him and if your ways please the Lord I think the Lord's gonna come in here today if your ways please the Lord he will make your enemies be at peace with you and he will bless those who bless you and curse those that curse you say yes and if you love me you will obey me and keep my commandments. I'm, I'm just talking covenant language. I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. And you are the branches. And every branch that abideth in me that bringeth forth fruit. He purges it. That it might bring forth more fruit. Say yes. And if you abide in me. I'm just in John 15. And my word. My word. That's covenant talk. My word abide in you. You can ask for whatever you will and it shall be done unto you. I want y'all to say covenant wealth. And so the son Jacob became the covenant son. And from those loins of Leah and Rachel and their handmaidens, the sons of Jacob became known as the children of Israel. And so we have these tribes represented by their ancestral covenant relationship. In Joshua chapter 22, the Reubenites, the sons of Reuben, the Gadites, the sons of Gad, and then the half-tribe of Manasseh. Something went so strange when the covenant seemed to be unseriously taken. And if I can just ask you to come to this verse in Joshua 22, you're going to see that the discussion became a discussion about the altar. Somebody say, the altar. Verse 16, the whole assembly of the Lord said, what trespass is this that you have committed against the God of Israel to turn away this day from following the Lord? How could you do this? What has possessed you to trespass against the covenant of our God? How could you go so low? What has seized your faculties? Have you lost 
your ever-loving mind. How much stupid juice have you been drinking? What kind of demon has possessed your spirit? Is y'all crazy? What have you done to the international virgin says break faith with God like this? How could you turn away from the Lord and build yourself an altar that you might rebel this day against the Lord? Why would you build an altar like this? And this whole passage is a prolonged step-by-step on what can cause covenant relationships to be destroyed. But the good news is, I can't preach this like I want to because I'm on the radio, but the good news is if you will hear the instructions of the Lord, those that are on the brink of brokenness can be restored. That even when it looks like you have made a colossal error, even when it looks like you've crossed the line, even when it looks like that you've been drinking stupid juice, even when it looks like that demonic amnesia has arrested your memory, even when it looks like that you've been playing on the devil's territory, if you will hear the word of the Lord, he can restore someone who is on the brink of a lost covenant relationship. Say yes. Uh, let, me, let, me, let, me just, let me just let me just walk through this for just a few moments. I'm glad to be here in Jesus' name. Um, there is something important, so important, about knowing your priority. Something is important in your life to know the difference between what is um, more important, what is most important, and what is unimportant. And, 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 and if you don't slow down, you're going to get it all confused. You got to clarify. You have to uh, specify. And you have to testify to what is your highest priority. Put that on the screen if you can. You've got to identify what is most urgent because everything is not of equal importance. And part of what's going to help you in your walk with God during times like these is to get clarity on what is important. You've got to learn to devalue what is less of a priority. What is important, what is important is that you get some rest. What is important is that you have a job. What is important, can y'all hear me, is that you don't overly stress. What is important is that you don't make a habit of losing your temper. What is important, can y'all hear me, is that you care for your health.
What is important, I can't get no help, is that you manage your money and live within your means. What is important is that you don't have bitterness and jealousy and envy and depression and hatred and doubt for God has not given unto us the spirit of fear. Talk back somebody. It's important that you know he has given us power and love and a sound mind. Somebody say yes. It's important that you read this Bible every day and get some glasses if you need them. It's important that you have a prayer life. It's important that you have a prayer time. It's important that you know how to fight the enemy. It's important that you take authority over Satan. It's important that you're not afraid of spiritual warfare. It's important that you know the power, the power and the authority in the name of Jesus. It is important that you know your name is written in the book of life. It is important that you know how to be a witness. You know how to testify. It's important that you have a praise. It's important that you know the joy of the Lord is your strength. Go ahead and take five seconds and just praise the Lord that you know what is important. Say yes. Don't put everything on the same level. Don't put everything in the same category. Don't treat everything with the same degree of urgency. Some things you just need to put out of your mind. Some things you ought to just leave in the past. Some things you ought to let work themselves out. Some things, some things you ought to just dispose of. Some things, listen, 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 listen. Some things you don't even need to talk about. You don't even need to discuss everything. Some things you should not even clutter your mind or your soul. Jesus said, don't even worry about tomorrow, what you're going to eat and what you're going to wear, how you're going to survive, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing. Does not God consider the lilies of the field in all of their splendor, they neither toil nor their spin, and Solomon in all of his array was not arrayed as one of these. So don't worry about the future. Somebody say yes. I'm talking to the believers, stop worrying about the future because you don't need to know what the future holds. What you need to know is who holds the future. I wish you lift your hand right now like you're a believer and say the future. Go on and say it. My future is in the hands of God and it's in safe hands. Say amen. So those things were unimportant, but hey, 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 hey. The covenant is important. And there are some things that are of high priority. There are matters that are of irreversible importance. There are matters that are a matter of life and death. In fact, some things are worth fighting for. Say, say it again. No, you say it with me. Some things are worth fighting for. And you got to know the difference between what is worth fighting for and what is not worth fighting for. 
you, you've, got to, you've got to distinguish between what is worth going out on a limb for. What's worth making a sacrifice? What's worth going the extra mile? What's worth enduring, tolerating, challenging, embracing, enduring? You've got to be sure that you don't make everything of utmost importance, but you keep the main thing the main thing. Say yes. So in this passage, Joshua has recently blessed Gad and Reuben and Manasseh. I wish we had time to read this, but if you've been in meditation for the last month, you will know we've been walking this book on the life of Joshua. Joshua was relatively insignificant until the Israelites were in the wilderness. And once they got into the wilderness, this young man became the right hand for Moses. The scripture calls him the minister to Moses, the servant of Moses. As the eyes and ears and legs for Moses because Moses was 80 years old when he began the walk through the wilderness. And I don't know how you calculate, but that's old enough to be old. And Joshua was barely 20. And so for those 40 years, Joshua walked so close to Moses that he went up into Mount Sinai and saw the cloud where God took Moses up for 40 days and 40 nights and delivered him the covenant and the Ten Commandments. And after 40 years, no one was left out of two million pilgrims that left Egypt that were adults except Caleb and Joshua. All the rest had died or had not been born, but God told Moses, Lord, let me get out of here, that um, I'm going to use Joshua to lead my people to their next destination. So Moses led them from Egypt to the promised land. And Joshua took them from the promised land into the promised land. So Joshua crossed them across the Jordan. But Moses had led them through the Red Sea. And so whatever Moses did on one scale, Joshua would continue on the next scale. I hope you know where I'm going here because God never left his people without a leader, without a guide, without a resource, without direction, without relationship. I can't finish this. They really didn't know where they were going. They really didn't know how to fight. They really didn't know how to survive. They really didn't know how to organize. They really didn't know how to progress. But let me just tell you something right now. In shady green pastures, so rich and so sweet, God always leads his dear children along. Um, where the waters still flow, bathe the weary child's feet. God leads his dear children along, some through the water, some through the flood, some 
through the fire, but he leads them all through the blood. The hymn writer said, some through great trials, but God gives us a song in the night season and all the day long. There's not the day, a day, listen to the minister, listen, hey, there's not a day in your sanctified life where God will leave you alone. There's not a step, there's not a flood, there's not an attack, there's not a shortage, there is not a danger, there is not a pandemic, there is not a plague that God will ever leave you alone. Hebrews said he has promised never to leave you. He has promised never. Don't push me. Please don't forsake me. He said to Job, I will be with you in the sixth trial. And in the seventh, I will in no wise forsake you. Why don't you admit it? Y'all sit down for a minute. Why don't you admit it? Why don't you admit it? You don't know how to handle this battle. Why don't you admit it? You haven't figured out all of the details. Why don't you admit it? You don't have all of the codes and formulas. But the same God that led them through the Red Sea. Led them through 40 years in the wilderness. The same God led them across the Jordan. Led them to the city of Jericho. The same God that caused the walls to fall is the same one that gave a manna in the desert. There is nothing that can happen in your life that God will not provide for whatever you need. Why don't you get out of your brother's beeswax? Why don't you leave your sister's business alone? And just know that to some he gave five talents. Uh, and the others he gave two and the others he gave one but to all of us he said rejoice with those who do rejoice and weep with those who weep and Joshua said I will bless you as you go to your inheritance say yes come on and say yes Sometimes there are misunderstandings. But you got to bless your brother in the covenant. Somebody. Why can't y'all say somebody, somebody, somebody? Needs to know God will put you in their life to get their attention. God. Woo! will place you on your journey to show somebody there is a better way. God, I wish I would say preach pastor, will cause you to give somebody a break. Lighten up on your partner. Don't always be ready to debate. Is not in a crisis. Cut them some slack and tell them.
your time. This is your land. This is your inheritance. This is your gold, your silver, your cattle, your covenant, your blessing. And I'm so glad that the God of the covenant has more than enough for all of his children. Say yes. Go on and talk that New Testament and say, my God. I'm preaching, but I want you to talk. Say it, my God. Speak the word of God until it's in your mouth and in your heart. Say, my God shall supply all of my need because he has riches. Because he has riches. Say it, he has riches in glory through Christ Jesus. And so now that they're in the wilderness and cross the Jordan, and they have now moved into the promised land. God had Joshua to be a blessing to them. Joshua said, Gadites, gone home. Reubenites, enjoy your spoils. Go right ahead, Manassites. Celebrate and feed and butcher your cow. Spend your silver and your gold because when we come together and in that land, we'll be doing it three times a year. When we come together, we will have a glorious, victorious celebration of serving the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. I know I had you doing some waving today because this is a waving day. I want you to know that there's enough covenant for everybody. I mean, everybody didn't come from a big family. Everybody didn't come from a big family. But I don't know how my mother was able to pull that off. She would take one chicken, one chicken, and cut it up. So everybody, all 10 of her yappies plus strays and guests got a piece. I was on the farm when I was a little bitty kid. And I looked at the chicken. I didn't know the anatomy of the chicken. But I thought the chicken must have four breasts. Because she would tell four of her kids, you get a breast, you get a breast, you get a breast, you get a breast, you get the leg, you get the thigh. All I know is no matter how she chopped that chicken up, everybody got a piece. Can I go further? Say, tell it all. No, I can't tell it all, but I'm going to tell you this part. And you know what is amazing? We all were full. With our big bellies, we were all full. With our hard work and selves, we were all full. God has a way of multiplying the fish and the loaves. He never runs short. There's never, listen, there's never a scarcity. You don't have to wonder, will he have an inheritance for you? Whenever you see somebody going into theirs, rejoice. Because God has more than enough custom fitted for you. Come against the spirit of grief and sadness, anger. Come against the spirit of isolation 
arrogance and pride. Do you know Jesus died one time, Hebrews said, one sacrifice forever. One high priest, one death, once and all, for all, for everyone. There's enough power in the blood of Jesus for every soul, for every sin, for every sinner, for every backslider, for everyone that's trapped, everybody in the pit, every diseased soul and spirit. That one sacrifice of our Savior is enough for the sins of the world. And you can trust him now for whatever is lacking in your life. Let this be the beginning of a day of joy. Even if you don't get the extra car, God's got something for you. Be glad for your brother who does. Even if it's not your birthday, be glad that you had one last year. Don't ever think that because somebody else has their covenant inheritance that you have been somehow demoted in God's economy. Say this with me. He's my healer. Go on and say it. He's my joy. Go on and say it. He's my peace. Say it. The Lord is my provider. Come on up. Say, he's my protection. Say it. He's my shield. I hope you were blessed by the word from our leader, Bishop L.F. Thuston. Listen, please like, share, and subscribe to this channel. It is because of your support that this podcast is possible. And at BT, we are on the move. So to stay locked in to the latest updates, make sure to follow us on our social media channels and head to boontabernaclekojic.org for full details on our many ministries, including how to safely participate in our in-person and virtual services, our ongoing activities, giving options, and most importantly, prayer requests. Thank you so much for sharing your feedback and participating in the poll. We've got another one this week. Check it out. Let us know how you're sharing this great news and sharing this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. We pray that this word met your need and we ask God to strengthen and keep you until we meet again. God bless.